Hello everyone, welcome to We're Gonna Have Words, where we discuss, debate, and explore topics of love, relationships, and family. I'm your host, Mandy, along with my husband. E-Dub. What up, people? Tonight we're having a good evening. During this COVID, we picked up some good habits, and that is every Friday we have what we call a little happy hour with family and friends, and we all just meet up and basically just have a little communication, something that we did not do before COVID, and it's kind of a way for us to keep in contact, and actually, we've actually been more in touch than before. So it's kind of strange how something like this virus could actually create something good for us. So we wanted to start off this show with a question for you all. So we know the tragedies that have come with COVID, but we also understand that sometimes some good comes out of some bad. So we want to hear from you. We want to know what positive things come from this pandemic. So please let us know. We're listening. We want to hear what you have to say. So anyway, let's get into the topic at hand. We're going to call this one, He Said, She Said. Basically, communication and relationships. What is this? What's said, what's meant, and what's heard. Ooh, interesting. So a lot of times in relationships, we speak through our emotions, and we say things we think we know what we're saying and what we mean, and we don't necessarily think them through when we say it. And then... The message gets twisted and then the other person on the receiving end hears something else. Maybe they're triggered by particular words that they feel sensitive about. And then an argument happens or basically a breakdown in communication. So a lot of this happens with a lot of couples, a lot of relationships. And so if you have an experience you want to share with us with that, we are open ears for us. We've been together for quite a long time, so we have navigated our communication. We're still working on it. We should probably put that little blurb in our tagline, hon. Huh? We say sometimes we argue too. So it should be like, we discuss, debate, explore, and sometimes argue. Topics of love, relationships, and family. I don't argue. Let's be clear. <laughs> so what's up, everybody? Let's, let me start out by saying that I don't argue. Okay. And also, I've won every argument we've ever had. So um, that's a lie. Let's talk about. Since we want to talk about he said and she said, let's first talk about what communication means. Okay, so communication, one definition, is the successful, keyword successful, conveying or sharing of ideas and feelings. Now, that word feelings right there, okay, that's the problem with communication is when people start talking to each other and start having a disagreement or t- start trying to express themselves feelings get in the way right see what i mean Mm -hmm. so you say something i say something but before you've even finished what you're saying i'm already feeling away or i've already determined how i'm going to feel about what it is you've already said so that means i'm not listening not me specifically i'm just saying the person in general a person now this is not factual information this hasn't been proven this is just 
what I believe happens occasionally in relationships when people are talking about things. And it can be from the smallest things from getting something out of the car or going up to the room and getting something and bring it downstairs or something big when it comes to paying bills or something like that. Um, it's very easy to lose your way when you're talking about he said, she said, or she said, she said, because let's be honest, fellas, 98% of the time, whatever your woman says, she believes she's right. No, no, don't breathe. This is the truth. This is the truth. Regardless of what you think you took from what she said, what she told you, she believes to be the truth. And she believes that she explained to you exactly what it was she was trying to say. Mm. We're not mind readers. Fellas, we're not mind readers out here. Okay. Oh. And when you try to tell your lady that you're not a mind reader, she looks at you with this look and then says, what is my mind saying right now? Oh my you God. Know, you know it's the truth. First of all, you see, know it's the truth. Insert and sometimes argue in parentheses uh -huh. because how many times have I had to try to read your mind? Oh my God. Um, just so that y'all know, my husband is like the way he communicates, he tries to communicate in the least words possible. I'm I'm very clear, by the way. Uh, no, you're not, sir. Uh, I'm very clear. You're not. Oh, I'm yes. sorry, babe. I'm very clear. I'm sorry, babe. No, I think you think that you're clear. I'm very clear. So, okay, so let's explore that. Sometimes we don't always say what we mean. Like sometimes in our brains, right? I think this is this is more the case for men than it is for women because women are so full of words, right? So for men, I think that you have something you're trying to convey in your brain, right? But then when it actually comes out. It's not, well, while women will have a whole page of words, yours is just like a couple of sentences, and but you expect for us to pull a page of words out of that. No, I'm very clear. So here's an easy example. Fellas, if I say, babe, can you please bring me the red socks? And you, I'm waiting. <clears throat> she goes to the basket, gets the socks, comes back with socks, but the socks are blue. And I said, hey, babe, I asked you for the red socks. She says, oh, I couldn't find the red socks, so I brought you the blue socks. What? But, babe, I didn't ask you for the blue socks. I asked you for the red socks. So now I have to go find the red socks. See, I was very clear in my communication about what I asked for. I said, babe, can you bring me the red socks? Where the red socks? So, in the <laughs> woman's mind, she's thinking that she's actually accomplished something because, oh, I couldn't find the red socks. So I'm just going to take him these blue socks. At least I went up here, stopped what I was doing, and went and got the red socks for him in the first place. Okay, he better be happy that I brought him some socks at all. And if, see, that's the problem with communication. I was very clear. And then you decided you wanted to do what you wanted to do in that situation. And somehow try to make me feel bad about the fact that you didn't bring me what I asked you for in the first place. Okay, so that's not what we're discussing today. I, it's part that's of communication. It's part of communication. No, I'm talking about like relationship communication. Like whenever. Oh, we we'll get there. I was just trying to make a point. Yes. Well, you didn't tell me where the socks were. Where are these socks? See, I'm saying you say you want the red socks, but you're not willing to tell me where they're at. So they could be upstairs anywhere, right? There's not enough detail, not enough information. 
See, I know, I know, because my husband is like, get to the meat of the story. Yes. Don't tell me all this stuff I don't need to know. But I'm covering all the bases so that you get the whole feel of the story. Mm -mm. I'm trying to walk you through it as if you lived it, as I did. I don't need all that. (laughs) So, (laughs) anyway, but what we're talking about is how couples communicate. And this is important because, you know, when you're truly communicating to each other how you feel about something, whether if it's something that you need or how um, the interactions between the two of you are, are making you feel, you know, something negative or makes you feel sad or makes you feel like something is incomplete, right? The breakdown of communication or how you communicate plays a huge part in the happiness or the uh, flow of the relationship. Basically, people often get emotionally caught up what someone else says so sometimes in a relationship you'll be like oh you want to go to your partner and you want to tell them oh um this is happening and there's a breakdown of communication or you told me this and you didn't do it or you said this and i thought you meant that right example an example an example like if i say to you oh babe let's go have a date night you're like okay, and I'm waiting on you to respond, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to, how do you want to spend the time? Do you want to go to a movie? Do you want to go to dinner or whatever, right? And you don't respond, then it's almost like a shutdown. I'm saying on the receiving end, on one person's side, because of your lack of response. So sometimes lack of response is a breakdown in communication. But if all you said was, let's go have a date night, there was nothing for me to say after that because you came up with the idea. If you say, Hey, let's go have a date night. I say, okay, you brought up, you brought it up. So now I'm waiting for you to say to me how this date night is going to come about. But right. But there's, there's that, that's what I'm saying. Communication is like, it's a transfer, but who is responsible for the initiation of the community, the the secondary part of the communication, who's responsible for that in the the confines of relationship? Because a person can say one thing, okay? Mm -hmm. And there's more to it, okay? But maybe that person, you or I, is, is not ready to say anything else about it. But we expect that if we said this one thing, that you're gonna understand my feelings about what I just said And then I'm expecting some kind of response from you based off of that. And if you don't respond, it's easy for that other person to say, oh, we're not communicating because you're not talking to me about however you're feeling. Or I was feeling something and you didn't come ask me what I was feeling. So now we're not communicating and we're not talking. No, it's it's, but I don't think it's just like that, though. I think you said who's a responsible party. It's both parties. Mm -hmm. Both people are responsible in communicating. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of times where there's this failure because one person says, like, if I come to you and I say, you know what, you you make me feel unappreciated. Now, that's wrong language, but you make me feel unappreciated because when you don't do the dishes, it's like you expect that I'm just going to do them. Let's use that for an example. And you say, well, when I vacuum, it's like you'll you just leave the vacuum in me that's not that's a tit for tat kind of way of communicating and a lot of couples get caught up in that when one would pay attention 
Like if I feel the way about the dishes, for instance, I wouldn't come to you and be like, you make me feel unappreciated. There's a certain way that I could talk to you that would not put you on the defense, right? I'm glad you said that. Why? Wait, I feel like that's a trap. No, no, it's not a trap. So (laughs) we'll get to it. Right. So that where it's a it's a welcoming engagement, right? So I can talk about my feelings and then give you a basically an opportunity to discuss yours and how you feel about it. It could be as simple as that, oh, you didn't know that that that's how I was feeling and that you not doing the dishes or not willing to help do the dishes made me feel that way but that would be able to be communicated so that's good so if we're both communicating and telling each other and actively listening listening to each other when we're talking then that's communication even if it is that we don't like what the other person is saying we're being aware and sensitive to each other's feelings but we're still getting our feelings across if i was just like oh you ain't ish because you don't do the dishes. You don't help me out. And so I feel unappreciated and I feel like the maid. And so therefore you ain't no good. Then that's not, that's not productive. Hmm. So let's go back to active listening and defensiveness. Okay. Yeah. So when you're talking about listening to what a person is saying, wouldn't you agree that occasionally people don't actually listen to what the person is saying in order to respond, to, to think about what the person is saying and then respond, mm-hmm. they're get on the defensive, especially if it's something that's uncomfortable right. for them that they, they don't really want to discuss. Yeah. So before the other person has even finished their thought or their words, in the other person's mind, you're already plotting about what you're going to say and how you're going to say it in a defensive posture, in a defensive stance. Right. And then because of this, you're not able to actually listen and hear what the other person is trying to get across to you. Because now, again, remember how we started the definition of it is the feelings. Mm -hmm. Your feelings are in it now. Right. So, for instance, if you are talking to me about cutting the grass, I don't want to cut the grass today. Mm -hmm. But you're talking about what the grass looks like. Oh, the grass is getting high and, you know, it needs to be cut or it's brown and all, all these other kinds of things describing mm-hmm. what's going on with the grass, with the yard. Okay. Now, as a, as a man in a situation, now this can go man or woman, depending on who is actually completing the task. But right. in my head, I'm thinking to myself, but why are you worried about the yard? You're not the one that goes outside to cut the yard. You're not the one that goes out in the heat. And has to cut the yard and has the weed eat and has the water it out. All these things are happening in my brain while you're talking about cutting the grass. Is that why you act like that when you <laughs> no. no, that was one time. So <laughs> that was one time. So what I'm what I'm trying to get across is I stop listening to what it is you're talking about and I start getting defensive about what part of what you're talking about. I'm doing or I have to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that works both ways. It's especially um, if it's a woman in the, in the situation where she's in the home and she's taking care of the home. Mm-hmm. And as you said, maybe feels unappreciated. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so a man says something about something not being done 
or wants to talk about something going on in the house, but the man doesn't feel like he can say anything about what's going on in the house mm-hmm. because she's going to, other than listening to what he's trying to say, she becomes defensive because she's thinking, I'm doing all these things. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the right, and this is man or woman, you don't have the right to question me or say something about these things that I'm solely responsible for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you try to sit down and have a conversation and talk about things, that defense is built in prior to you getting there to the point where you're talking about whatever the, the situation is. So how do you get past that? How does a person get past that? How do you clear your, your mind and clear your brain so that you can actually intensely listen to what the person is trying to tell you? Right. Um, because if you're not listening, if you're not really trying to hear what the person is, is trying to say to you, the communication doesn't work because it's one-sided. Right. I agree. Okay. I agree. It's, it's just, it's a, it feels like, or it sounds like a person is talking at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. As opposed to talking to you. Definitely. Okay. So the lines get blurred. You mm-hmm. don't hear what the person has to say. You get in your feelings. Half the day goes by. <laughs> Right. And you're not anywhere closer to figuring out what you wanted to discuss or needed to discuss. Now it's hanging over you. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not at a point where in your relationship or in your life where you can put all that aside and listen to what the other person is saying. okay, you're going to have a problem. Now, of course, there are some days everybody's human. There are some days where it's, you know what? Today's not the day. Whatever's going on in your life, okay? Whatever it is you believe is going on in your life at that particular moment, okay? That you've said, these things are on me. And so whatever it is the other person wants to say, your spouse, whatever it is the other person wants to say, you're not hearing it at that moment. Right. So how do you get past that? How do you move aside those barriers so you can have deep, conversation about what it is and sometimes these small things can turn into big things yeah how do you get into it so you can have these conversations to work on those things in your relationship because sometimes things can be fixed on the spot yes okay? it could be something that you've been you've you've been internalizing for months or years whatever the case is and not knowing that your partner is willing to fix whatever it is whatever that is Right. But because either one, you didn't communicate it correctly, or two, the person wasn't listening, this thing just hung over you, hung over you years and years and years and years. So how do you get past that? Right. So to touch back on the, the grass, cutting the grass scenario, I think whenever you're talking about something like that, where the other person, or the, you have the person that is responsible for cutting the grass or the person responsible for the household running Right. Um, when you say negative things about the grass or there's laundry to be done or, you know, something needs to be done that's not getting done for whatever reason, I think that the person may feel that as a jab towards them because that's something that they're responsible for. So if I am like, oh, the grass is brown or it's too tall or you might feel like you're getting 
getting jabbed by me. Like I'm digging at you because that is, that's something that you do for instance. Right. So you may feel that I'm critiquing you, telling you you're doing a bad job when that's really not what I'm saying. I'm just simply stating maybe it rained five days in a row and now the grass is just growing like a weed, (laughs) you know? So, and I think that's when person in a relationship has to talk to their spouse or their significant other to say, Hey, when you say these things, it makes me feel like you're attacking me. Give them an opportunity to say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, it's nothing personal towards you, right? So that gives them an opportunity to be able to say, hey, that's not what I meant. And I think that's where we fail a lot in relationships is that we assume the negative. Anytime we say something, we, like I said before, sometimes we don't exactly say what we mean. So I know I've, I've done this before where we've been talking about something. I'm like, oh, you always do this or you never do this. And we don't really mean always enough. We just mean sometimes. But because we're talking with our emotions, we feel like it's always. And we feel like it's never. And but, whatever that thing is, is the biggest thing at that moment for, right. for you or for that person. Because we, we are in our feelings. And that's where I think that we, we essentially stop listening. So I think there's a point in time where, as a couple, you have to decide, oh, okay, we want to improve. We want to get to a place where we are happy with each other, but we're not assuming the worst. Meaning, if I come to you and I say something that's off, doesn't sound right, you're not going to be like, oh, what you say? What you mean? You know what I mean? Because sometimes we get, we get real defensive. Right. And naturally, we get on this... Oh, you must be trying to say the worst thing about me. There's ego involved as well. Well, yeah, we have ego, you have pride, you have previous experiences with them. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, audience, um, listeners, my husband is gawking at me right now. So that's not what's excuse happening. Excuse me. I'm blushing. Um, <laughs> you, we can't even stay on topic. I'm not. You're just <laughs> gawking at you. <laughs> I'm trying I, to be serious. I, I was testing out what. The next thing I was going to ask you about. Oh, you made me totally lose my train of thought. Oh my god! The other thing that I was going to ask you about was nonverbal communication. Yes, that's what you just did. Well, yeah, that's why I did that because I. The lead into stop. That's what I wanted to do. She's she's so red right now. Oh my god! I can't believe it. So, that's what I wanted to get into next was nonverbal communication. Um, but wait though okay go ahead I'm sorry finish your thought because okay so there is that right but I wanted to kind of like get a little deeper into where the communication stops okay and so when we're when we're so consumed in how we feel and we totally start neglecting what the other person may feel right an example is that like if you if you come in the house one day and you just seem off and I ask you Hey, what's wrong? You're like nothing, and but I assume it's it's because of some some other previous argument or whatever, or some other thing I had in my head, right? Because we all do this inner dialogue where we make up stuff. At least I do I have conversations in my head <laughs> like, all oh, the time. Oh, oh, you just gonna leave your socks on the floor for me, huh? That's what you. Oh, because I'm the mate. Yeah, I can right? see it. What do you mean you can see it? I get in trouble all the time for conversations you've had with yourself. 
what's crazy is that you come to me with conversations you had with me in your own head. And I'm like, we did not talk about that. Dude. I think I tell you stuff and you forget. No. That's what I think happens. Okay, Mr. I, I don't remember two weeks ago. Really? Well, while it may be true that I don't remember things from two or three weeks ago, because that happens. Okay. I'm pretty certain that I tell you stuff and you have selective choice of what you oh, want to hear me say. And I, that's what I think. Oh my gosh. No, you, sir, are the king of selective memory. My memory is perfect. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. My memory is perfect. Anyway, so. See how my voice changes when I think about my memory. It's awesome. My memory's perfect. See that? See what happened? Oh, so now you have a memory voice? See what I have a memory voice. Oh, geez. Here we go. My memory is perfect. See that? That's that's incredible. It's incredible that that happens. I don't know why that happens. Yeah. So, okay. So let's go into your nonverbal communication. Nonverbal communication. You nonverbally communicate not well. Excuse me? Not well. <laughs> Okay, so nonverbal communication, there are times that you are trying to hide something that you're thinking or feeling, but I can pick up on it. And there are other times when you're clearly trying to nonverbally communicate with me. And oh, you mean I, like slamming I pick and doors? choose whether or not I'm going to respond to a particular thing at a particular <laughs> time. You know, you can walk past me and give me the, give me the eye. And, and gents, we all know what the eye is, okay? Which eye? Not the good eye. Not the good one? No, no, no. Not the good eye. Not that the, you like, look like a piece of chocolate No, guy. not that eye. Mm. Not like you're hungry. Not that eye. <laughs> it's a different eye. It's the, ooh, I could, uh, uh, that eye. Okay, everybody's gotten it. All, all the fellas has gotten it. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. And so... I sometimes I choose to ignore the I because I'm not thinking, you know, not right now. Okay, maybe later we can get into this. Because if you know your spouse, okay, men, women, if you know your spouse, you know when you get into something, how long it's going to take to get out of that thing. Because you understand, oh, if this is a big thing, this is going to be two hours I can't get back. If it's a little thing, Okay, maybe five minutes and we can clear this up and we can go on about the rest of our day. But sometimes you never know. Sometimes you think something is small. This should take five minutes and next thing you know, it's midnight and you don't know what happened. It's dark. Mm. The sun was out. Now it's dark. What happened? I think two hour uh, discussion conversations is an indication of some communication improvement needs to be implemented. Mm. Yes. I don't think so. I think sometimes, I just think sometimes the ladies want to talk and get everything off their chest that they've been thinking about for the past two weeks because you don't just get what is happening and what the issue is. You get all the other details surrounding that thing. Well, you know, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I'm from Earth. Okay. <laughs> We're different. And all I'm saying is... If if you're upset with if you're upset with me if a person is upset with another person because they broke something, okay, 
Okay. Ooh, I knocked the glass off the counter and it broke. Yeah. Okay. In my brain, and I would say in most people's brains, oh, I knocked the glass off the counter and it broke. And that's it. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, a woman may look at that and say, well, why was the glass on the part of the counter where it could be knocked over and be broken and now it's broken and I have to clean up all the glass off the floor and we have to pick up the glass and make sure we don't walk <laughs> on the glass. Now I got to get the vacuum and I got to sweep and I got to take the glass out. I want to come. So that, see, that, that it turns into a whole thing. All right. I okay? have an answer. As opposed to, I was very clear, I knocked the glass off the counter and the glass broke. Okay. That's direct A to Z explanation of what happened. No details necessary. Okay. So in a woman's mind, it's like, I told you, I've been telling you not to put that glass right there, but you are not listening. You You are not. See, how am I not listening to you though? (laughs) Because you put the glass where I told you to to not put the glass. And now. How do you know I put the glass right there? Because it fell off and broke. Doesn't mean I put the glass there. Because you're notorious for putting the glass right there. That's probably what happened. But it doesn't mean in this particular instance that I put the glass there. Because it could have been prevented. That's why. Maybe. Because it could have been. It doesn't mean that I put the glass there. So you knocked the glass over. Okay. I may have knocked the glass over, but it doesn't mean that I put the glass there. So, but here's the devil's in the details. All right. So in your estimation of things. So I'm. about to hit you with some deep stuff, Uh-oh. right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let me put my seatbelt on. <laughs> so the my glass broke, here. right? You knocked mm-hmm. the glass over. The glass broke. Okay. It shattered. Okay. Now tell the glass you're sorry. I'm sorry, glass. Does it go back together again? No. Doesn't. I don't get it's it. still broken. I don't get it. That is a symbol of feelings being hurt in a relationship Whenever people are not communicating properly, mm-hmm. whenever people are not listening to each other, mm-hmm. when we talk, when we're sharing, when we come to each other with a certain amount of vulnerability, because, mm-hmm. right, if you come to me and I've hurt you in some way, or I come to you, I'm divulging that you hurt me, and that's being vulnerable, right? I have to clap for you. I'm going to clap for you right now. Why? I know everybody can't see this, but I'm clapping for my wife right now. Because usually her analogies are horrible, but <laughs> I have to give her props on that one. The glass shattering in the feeling thing <laughs> so was a good totally one. It's totally not mine. Okay? <laughs> it's I, not mine. I stole it. Well, either way, right? I don't know who it belongs usually to. Usually her analogies are just terrible. This was a good one. So I'm clapping for you. I'm, I'm giving you a few props. Even if you stole it. You yeah, used it at the right I, time. Yeah. So I'm giving you. Well, when you joy. said you broke the glass, I seen it like on a meme or something somewhere online. And I was like, ooh, that's You see what I just one. did? Yeah. See, I, I just that. gave you something. You just gave me some props. I just gave you Oh my God, something. you're such a wonderful husband. I just gave you something just now. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go get you an award now and put it on like on a plaque or something. I want a trophy. <laughs> you want a trophy? I want a trophy. That's right. I want a trophy. You want a trophy. I want a trophy. All right. That's right. So, basically, we've been together. How long have we been together? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. A long time. And so, everyone does it, right? And when you recognize it and you become more aware of it is whenever some change can start to be made. 
but that sometimes we're in a relationship with each other, right? And we've chosen to be with each other. Like we stood before family and friends and gave a vow for God to forever and always. But when we're talking to each other sometimes, not necessarily, well, we have been there and sometimes we still go back, but we're better, a lot better now. Um, and we're still working on it because that's what a marriage is. But sometimes we're in competition with each other. Like there's a, like, for some reason we feel like we have to be the winner. And like who, who's ever um, feeling whatever way we have to feel the worst. Like, oh, well, you feel that way. Well, you do this to me. <laughs> or you say that and instead of listening to each other and being like, damn, I hurt you. I didn't mean to. Or I didn't know. Or because I know couples go through it, right? Some shit hits the fan and we have this big blow up. And then things that we've been suppressing for so long, not talking about it, comes to surface. And it's like, I think you think this way about me. Women do it a lot. We are data gatherers. We gather information via communication that we feel that we're getting from our significant other to then determine how they feel and think about us, especially if there are gaps in it that's that they're not communicating, like actively sharing how they feel and what they think, you know, which is not usually thing for men because you guys don't usually share like that it takes effort it takes us saying hey what do you think about me it's such a loaded <laughs> question <laughs> no but i mean you know do you think i'm pretty did you notice my eyelashes today did you know i put on a different eyeshadow than I normally wear i got on a different color on my lips that's a very interesting thing about communicating too because i can look at you and in in my heart and in my mind, I know that you're pretty. To me, you're pretty. You're beautiful, right? Oh, thank you. And I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what I've just done by saying that is I've communicated to you my thoughts on how I feel about how you look. I've communicated that to you. Just now? No, no. Just, just in general. If I say oh, that yes, to you, yeah. mm-hmm. right, I've communicated that to you. Hey, babe, you're pretty, you're beautiful, whatever the word is, the adjective that's used that particular moment, okay? The minute I don't notice something small that you may have changed about yourself, oh, I am you somehow... you didn't notice my hair. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. See, so now there's, you didn't notice or I didn't notice this thing that you changed or adjusted about yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. Even though... I've already communicated to you how I think you look. Right. And how I feel about you. Right. Okay. Because, see, the, the, the idea is even though you're in your relationship and you think you're doing well and you think, oh, there's nothing my partner doesn't say to me or I don't say to my partner. Okay. It's a constant back and forth. It's a constant idea of working on something. Mm-hmm. Because you're never going to be 100% because you're never going to be the same every day of every year. You're never going to feel the same every day of every year. And occasionally the way you feel about certain things might change from year to year based off of nothing other than time. Mm -hmm. You haven't changed as a person, but you have the ability to take a certain situation and think about it one way and realize three years later, Hmm. I don't feel that way about that anymore. I feel differently about it. Right. Because we grow. Right. 
and I don't I don't know if it's growth necessarily. I don't I don't want to just use a blanket word and say it's growth. It's just a change of thought about an idea or something that's happening in your world. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to say growth because sometimes it's not growth. Maybe you just look at something a little different. Well, if it's if okay. it's to improve, it's growth. Meaning, well, like no, if, well, what I mean is, it doesn't mean that the way you were thinking about it before was bad. Okay. And now you've, no. you've grown and somehow improved your thought process. I just mean you looked at something a little bit different. Maybe if something, say, for instance, if something didn't bother you, if it didn't give you an example, say you're a person that you have your own, your, your own ego. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have your own confidence in yourself. Okay? And when you see yourself, when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you get dressed, how you go about the world, you feel confident in everything you do. And you have high self-esteem and all these other kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And you're fine. And you think to yourself, as part of a relationship, I don't require my partner to tell me those things because I already think those things about myself. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And maybe five years goes by, you still have all these feelings about yourself. Right. You still have self-esteem. You still have all of that. But all of a sudden... It's like, hmm, I think I need that now. Right. Right? Yeah. I wouldn't describe that as growth. I would just describe it as I went from not needing something to needing something. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, the problem arises is in that time frame that you have not explained that to your partner. Right. So then that person doesn't know. Right. And if your partner doesn't tell you that this thing has changed. Right. Okay? You start internalizing all these things. That right. you've wanted or needed mm-hmm. and your partner's not doing. Right. Okay. And you think you're missing something. Right. Okay. Or your partner's purposely not doing something that you need. Right. But you don't realize you have not directly communicated that. Right. To your partner. You have this expectation mm-hmm. that, oh, if you know me, you know, or you should know mm-hmm. that I need this thing. Right, right, right. Right. Okay, and that's the part that I'm I'm speaking of just because you're with somebody every day and you see them every day and you talk all the time and you think to yourself, "Oh, I know everything about this person. We're always together. We're always talking. We were laughing and joking, doing all these things. Mm-hmm. We're living our lives together." And you think you know everything. Well, <laughs> you don't. You don't. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. if that were the case, right. right? Nobody would ever argue. Nobody right. would ever have any you know, misinterpretations of anything mm-hmm. that was situation. So, which leads me to say that I've, if you had to take a list of things that you thought were the most important things in a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's attraction or, um, you know, feelings or family or religion, all these things mm-hmm. that you can say, oh, this is my list of the most important things that I think you need to make a relationship successful. Mm-hmm. I would have to put communication on the top of the list. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I agree. Because I think that you have all these other things that are on the tree that come off of the communication. Right. Okay, whether it's verbal, nonverbal, whatever it is, you yeah. have to communicate with your partner. Yeah, well, I think they're th- that they kind of work together. That you can nonverbally communicate something, but the the best way is verbally sharing because the thing is is that you can't be in your partner's head you don't know what each other's thinking all the time 
So even if you're enjoying each other doing the daily things, if you're not talking, how would one know? Just like for your for your example, the person was, you know, didn't require compliments or even to to know what their spouse was thinking or feeling about them because they felt that they were kind of self-sustaining in that that I, I have my own self-esteem so I don't need to hear that my that I look good and the spouse probably became accustomed to that I'm like oh okay and maybe that person even was like oh I don't require those things but since that changed like you said there's no way for the partner to know that that's changed unless it's verbalized and I think that is a, a common communication breakdown because we do go into talking to our spouses, telling them that they missed the mark without telling them how to hit the mark. A prime example, we talked about that whole love language thing and there's a way that each person receives the communication. There's a way that each person communicates how they love each other or, how, or show shows each other love, right? I think it's a, it's a matter of sitting down and talking to each other and saying, I feel best when you do this, or I need from you this thing. But then when you do that, also leave room for the other person to come back and say, I need this. Like have a constructive conversation without emotions being heightened. Because I don't think that, that you can have constructive conversation when you're like enthralled in how you feel you're being wrong or you're you get into that you always you never kind of dialogue you never do this you always do this or you kind of communication basically how they feel matters how you feel matters and both people need to understand that communication between the two of you so if I say hey I like gifts and that is conveyed to me if it's Mother's Day and you acknowledge it or if it's my birthday and you acknowledge it and it doesn't necessarily mean I need something extravagant but it's the acknowledgement and if you don't do that when I've already told you that's what I need then I may feel like you don't love me right because if that's how I feel loved just like if you are you know physically affectionate and I don't reach out to you or hold your hand or put my arm around you or, you know, lay on you and that's what you need and you communicated that to me, then you might feel away. So, but if neither of us say such, how are we to know? Basically, ask your partner what they need and try and put like real effort into providing that. Because I know sometimes couples have conversations, right? They put their feelings out on the table and then what happens after? Is there action after, let's work it out, you know what I mean? It's an argument, it's that little bit of communication, but not enough to bring it to action. We've been through it before, right? We're getting better, we're working on it, it's a daily thing. You gotta wake up in the morning, like you have your coffee, or your tea, or whatever it is that you drink in the morning, or you say your prayer, or whatever it is, in your mind, you gotta go over your, in your mind and your heart to say, today, making a conscious effort to love my spouse and make sure that they understand that they are loved. Good advice. Anything you want to add other than good advice? <laughs> no, no, I was just listening. I was just, I was just caught up in what you were saying. So I just wanted to listen. That's all. And take it within myself. Take it within, well, you know, we, 
we're we're working. We're a work in progress too. True story. And no and no one goes. I don't know anyone that goes into a relationship, you know, knowing all of it. I mean, even us years in. Oh, you definitely don't know know it all. Yeah. And if you do say that, well, you're fooling yourself. Yeah, because people people do change, right? So yeah, hey guys, reach out to us. Tell us what you think. If you have any questions, if you need some perspective or whatever, definitely reach out. Let us know. You'll be able to find us wherever podcasts are. You can hit us up on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at Gonna Have Words. So just look that up. Hit us a little note, review, subscribe. Let us know what you're thinking, how you're feeling, and we hope to see you next time. That's right. Please, everybody, enjoy your weekends. Have fun and live. Yes. 